Hello and welcome to Podnomic, a podcast about nomics that is also a nomic. This is episode 16 of season 1, the broadcast on the 15th of February 2022. The background music for this episode of the podcast is called Frost Waltz and it's by Kevin McLeod. It's been made available under a Creative Commons Attributions license. Now an update on the pending votable matters from the last episode. Margin Call by Joshua is adopted with four votes in favour to two votes against. Now it's time for a segment. This is called Brighton Beach and it's by Kevin. Uh, This is a podnomic field recording from uh, Brighton Beach on the south coast of England. Uh, I'm just walking down the beach towards the ruins of the West Pier. Uh, which caught fire about 20 years ago. Just walking over the Pebbly Beach, down towards the sea. It's a fairly cold and windy day here. But some bright sunshine coming through the clouds. That segment had a value of 8. Thanks, Kevin. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the concept of epistemic self-doubt. Given our obvious fallibility, epistemic self-doubt seems like a natural thing to engage in, and there is definitely nothing logically problematic about doubting someone else's competence to judge. However, when we turn such doubt on ourselves, incoherence seems to threaten, because one is using one's judgment to make a negative assessment of one's judgment. And now we have a fresh batch of new votable matters for you. First up in this episode, we have Changing Votes V2 by Random Internet Cat. This is a resubmission of a proposal I recently submitted entitled Changing Votes in order to fix a minor issue that caused a host veto. Amend the directly contained portion of the core rule entitled votes, i.e. not affecting the text of the resolution section, to read as follows. A prospective vote is a clear and unambiguous selection of either for or against on a single votable matter submitted privately to the host. A contributor's effective vote on a votable matter is the most recent prospective vote pertaining to that votable matter that they have submitted. When a contributor casts a prospective vote against a proposal that they authored, the proposal is rendered withdrawn. No future prospective votes cast by them on that proposal to alter this status. The quote, votes on a votable matter, are taken to be the effective votes pertaining to that votable matter. Next up, it's All the Segments Fit to Cast by Pokes. So this is kind of a self-serving proposal. 
but I think it makes more sense to limit the amount of time and not the count of segments within an episode. So I propose replacing the paragraph in the rule segments that begins the host should include up to two with the following paragraph. For each episode, the host should choose segments to include in this way. First, the host chooses a segment budget for, the, for an episode at the host's discretion between two and five minutes, then the host chooses segments. So long as there is an existing fittest segment, the fittest segment should be chosen as a new segment for inclusion. The fittest segment is, among those that are both fresh and fit, the segment that has been responded to with the most emoji reactions, breaking ties in favor of the shorter segment. A segment fits if its total length, including the host's estimated time to introduce and conclude the segment, is less than the remaining segment budget. Third this episode, we have The Consummate Host by Joshua. So just proposing to mitigate my advantage in the scoring of segments, because obviously I know what all the criteria are, not remove it entirely because I am obviously still a contributor and still have the opportunity to win and it's not really fair to take that away completely. So just add the following to the end of the first, uh, sorry, the second paragraph of the rule score. Um, if the author of a segment is also the host, then instead of uh, its value being based on the uh, value criteria, the value of their segment is always exactly six. The next proposal for you today is Various Typos by Trungle. All right, I just want to submit some proposals to fix a couple of grammatical issues that I discovered while reading the rule set. Um, this is not a comprehensive list, but I just could not find some of them that I also noticed earlier. So, um, one sec, there's a car. So, in the rule official entries and votable matters, uh, change loose to lose. And then in the rule resolution, change trological to chronological. Next up, actually changing affiliations by Trungle. So, um, in the new houses rule, there's an issue uh, that arguably only podnomic correspondents from other nomics can set their nomic affiliation, and that's because it says correspondent instead of contributor, like I suppose it's supposed to. So this is just to fix that. Um, so in houses, replace correspondent with contributor. The next proposal is The House Always Wins by Kevin. Okay, two quick proposals about the segment system today. Um, first up, I think we should maybe change the scoring system so that Josh can't score for segments, given that he knows exactly what the criteria are, uh, which he doesn't seem to have used yet, but maybe we should remove the option. So in score, replace if a contributor is the author of a segment with if a contributor other than the host is the author of a segment. And finally for this episode, Season Pass by Kevin. And my second proposal is to change the super criteria of segments uh, between seasons so that different seasons have different things going on. Uh, so in the rule season transitions, after must set the crowns and score of all contributors to zero, add change all of the secret criteria for segments. 
Now for the first edition of a new segment. This is Nomics of Yore by Joshua. Welcome to Nomics of Yore, an irregular segment where we examine the online nomics of the past. This episode, we'll be looking at Nomic World. This segment was compiled using information found on Nomic.net that had been compiled by Dr. Michael Norrish, mostly from contemporaneous recollections recorded by Dr. Stephen Gardner. Nomic World was unusual as it was played through a multi-user dungeon rather than the mailing lists that were common at the time. Despite its short lifespan, Nomic World is remarkable for having been, at the time, the largest Nomic that was being played anywhere in the world. There were effectively two games of Nomic World. The first was about abandoned after a player by the name of Lindrum exploited a ambiguity in the rules surrounding judgment that allowed them to seize control of the game. The rule set stated that one judge settles all questions relevant to any disagreement. This broad latitude was one that the player interpreted as allowing them to recontextualize the entire rule set. Nomic World lived a short life. It has a lot to recommend it in terms of curiosity. However, its influence on the online Nomic landscape going forward has been somewhat limited. Its forums were the birthplace of the Fantasy Rules Committee, the longest running, continuously extant Nomic type game on the internet. Steve Gardner, the diligent documenter of Nomic World, recalls the game as follows. Nomic World was not by any means an ideal forum for playing Nomic. In fact, I'd say that although there were special aspects of NW play which were lacking in Agora, e.g. the excitement of interactivity, play by email has proved itself to be by far the most durable and reliable platform for Nomic play. MUD play contains a fundamental flaw, its reliance on a wizard programmer to maintain and update the code as necessary. For what happens when the public adopts proposals which the wizard cannot or will not implement? And what happens when the software cannot cope with a legal move, such as the submission of a set of chromatic repeals or 500 CFJs? Such problems arose repeatedly during Nomic World's existence, and they eventually destroyed it. Thanks for that, Joshua. That segment had a value of zero. The host would like to extend special thanks to the following contributors. Joshua, Kevin, Trungle, Galen, Random Internet Cat, eMurphy42, JK Bembot, Madrid, Nihilo, and Trapdoor Spider. Many thanks. That about wraps up this episode. As always, you can find out more about the podcast or the game at podnomic.com. That's it for this episode of Podnomic. I've been your host, Josh. See you next time.